Amen. What a blessing. What a blessing. That's the first time I ever got to hear Brother Lauren. Amen. You got a voice, man. Amen. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, it's good to be here on tonight and uh, be praying for Brother Hoots as he travels tomorrow. And is your wife going with you? or She's canon. <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to help uh, make that garage, convert that garage over. I tell you what, I love that. I tell you, Miss Dixie over here, she's got my wife Cannon. It's just uh, our house is turning into a, a Cannon place. I don't know what else. <laughs> no, I tell you, it's good to be in church and good to have friends. You know, it's good to laugh. And uh, I tell you what, we need each other, don't we? Uh, tonight, I want you to get your Bibles to Genesis. Genesis chapter uh, number 37 is where I want to be at. And uh, as you're turning there, it is, as Brother Hoots was praying, uh, you can hear those kids. And I'll be honest with you guys, a lot of your churches, and we're talking about Baptist churches, okay? Independent, fundamental Baptist churches. A lot of them, the kids are gone. And it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad that the churches are dead. And I tell you what, uh, something that we have here at East River is the church is alive. And the church is alive. And uh, man, it, it is a blessing. And I tell you what, we cannot ever, ever take it for granted that we have a great church, a great pastor. We can't take it for granted because I'm telling you, it could be gone tomorrow. And where would we be? That, that's a question. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I'm here tonight. Uh, uh, we came here because it was a good church. There was no reason for me to come to uh, all the way up to uh, Houston, but we came because this was a good church. And Brother Hoot said, that was it. Because wherever I go, I have to have a good church. And I'm, I'm, it's few far between when you start looking around. And I do, I appreciate our pastor, I appreciate uh, our church here and you people, and I even appreciate Dixie and our canon and all that good stuff. <laughs> But amen. Uh, tonight, we're going to talk about somebody that, if, uh, can I walk around or? Yes, sir. You're okay. I get nervous and I start walking, but uh, if anybody ever could quit, would probably be Joseph. If there was anybody that throughout Scripture that you could think of in the human uh, any, for any human reason, uh, to throw it in the towel, It'd probably be Joseph. He had opportunities to throw in the towel, and to be honest with you, some of this, humanly speaking, I wouldn't blame him a bit. Out of all the different men and the women in the Word of God ever had human reason to be bitter in life, and I know Brother pa uh, Pastor uh, Brother Hoots has been talking about bitterness and. Bitterness is real, and that's one reason he has to talk about it. Bitterness is sometimes we don't have a lot of the big known sins in our life, but we do, some of us, sometimes we do get bitter. And bitterness, if anybody ever could get bitter, probably would be Joseph, but he didn't, did he? And so tonight I want you to look at something. I want you to look something with me. You know, if we look at it tonight... Uh, when you think about one of your role models, what sets him or her apart, when answering this question, most people would say, they would say something like this, 
they would say that about their integrity, they would say this person is the real what? Deal. Deal. I'm thinking about deal pickles right now. Uh, you got good deal pickles. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, we would say, hey, they're the real deal. Or some people would say, uh, what you see is what you get. Or he's a man of his word. Or she's the same in private as in Man, y'all are good. A plus is for everybody. But we already know, don't we? And that is no less when we start looking at people of God and looking at role models in our life, we want to make sure that we're role modeling after somebody that is the real deal. When I was, and I'm not trying to set Brother Hoots up, but I do pray for the man. But to be honest with you, most of you people, y'all love your pastor, right? And you love his wife because he's the real what? Deal. There's no way in the world I would be here tonight with my family if that guy right there wasn't the real deal. I gotta have the real deal, and I guarantee everybody in this room has to have the real deal, and that's a good thing. Joseph, he had a chance to get bitter, he had a chance to have vengeance, he had a chance to just say, Hey, I'm done with all this. But his integrity and his walk with God kept him on going. And so tonight, that's where we're going to pick up Genesis chapter number 37. I want you to look at this. We looked at this in the very first, in verse number 5, and it says, And Joseph dreamed a dream. Is there anything wrong with dreaming a dream? No, there's not, is there? There's nothing wrong. Uh, He dreamed a dream. And he told it his brethren. And notice what it says. The Bible says in verse number 5, And they hated him yet the more. So they already hated Joseph because of his coat of many colors. And I understand that maybe his dad shouldn't have probably, uh, Jacob shouldn't have gave him that coat of many colors. Uh, I understand there's a lot to that. But at the same time, beside all that, he is an innocent boy, probably around 17 years of age. Young boy, he got a coat of many colors. He uh, he went ahead and he had a dream that God gave it to him, and all he did was tell his brothers about it, and they hated. They hated. Have, have you all ever had somebody hate you? It's tough. I had a boy in class that uh, his name was Billy Cook, and he hated me. He did. We were going in through grade school and I remember riding that public school bus and I just remember it's just a fade fog memory in my mind and that uh, he had a, just a round head and uh, he shaved it and he turned around and all I remember is I smiled at him and he punched me right in the face. And I hated him for that. And I remember growing up and I was going to class and I was mad. I was uh, I cried on the bus and my nose was bleeding. He busted my nose and man, I was sitting there. Nobody helped me. And I went to school and Billy, Billy, and when the teacher was a teaching, I would be writing his name. I'm going to kill Billy. I hated that guy. And he got so bad that it, the, the playground, man, I was always swinging and hitting on the monkey bars. And there goes Billy. 
And I was always wanting to throw a banana and just like, try to trip over that or something. But I was thinking about Billy. I would dream at night. And I would act like in that dream that, man, I went to school and I just, man, I went up to him and I grabbed Billy and I slapped him across the face and, man, just said, hey, don't ever hit me like that again. Then I'd get scared because I knew who Billy was. It went by, Brother Hootsa. Y'all are going to know stories on me, but the summer went by and I built up bitterness against Billy. And I grew that summer. I grew a lot. I ate a lot. <laughs> and I went back in school. And one thing I wanted to do in fifth grade was not to learn. I was wanting to whip Billy on the first day. That was my goal. That was my intention. That I, was, I had it all planned out. The first day of school, walking in, bam, hitting him right in the nose like he did me. And when I got there, I was looking around and Billy was way down here now because I had grown. And I remember, man, there was so much resentment. And when I finally saw him and everything just left me. And I thought, man, what was I so mad about? I, I, I didn't want to hit him no more. I didn't want to. I, 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 I finally got to the point where I said, Billy wasn't worth me get suspended. It wasn't. Uh, uh, I didn't want to see him cry because I felt like I could whip him now. But the guy was so miserable from fifth grade, and I got over it just the other day. No, I, I, his name wasn't on the wall or nothing. I wasn't throwing darts at it. But we all, man, there's been times in our life that people has hated us. Our brothers and sisters, and you think about it, man, sometimes, even this world, it hates you and I. And we haven't done nothing. But they hate for, for us just being Christians that uh, when we come in and tell the truth, I went ahead in uh, the mall one day and I opened the door for a lady and she said, she stopped, she said, I'm not going to walk through there. You're not. No man is going to tell me anything, and no man's going to ever open the door for me. So I just closed the door and went on. <laughs> but I told my wife, I was thinking, man, that is crazy. It is crazy, and it is amazing to me uh, going down the road and everybody's telling me I'm number one. I've never thought. I didn't know I was number one in everybody's book. But they give me the sign, and so I just wave at them. Hey, God bless you. But you know what? Hatred is a real thing. And man, Joseph was hated by his brothers. I don't know how you know how, how you think he felt, but you think about his own brothers, Reuben and uh, Simeon, and all of them. They hated him. Uh, Judah and uh, man, they hated their little brother Joseph. His mom had died, and uh, 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 Rachel. And man, uh, he was just being brought up. He was just seventeen years old. He was just being around the house, and you could say, well, he was uh, uh, Jacob's pet. I don't know if uh, him and Benjamin was Jacob's pet or not. But man, they needed a chance. They needed somebody to love them. But they hated him. And we see in chapter 37 in verses number 17, And the man said, They are departed hence, for I heard them say, Let us go to Dolphin. 
And Joseph went after his brethren and found them in Dothan. And when they saw him afar off, even before he came near unto them, they conspired against him. What? To slay him. They was going to just slay their own brother. And Joseph, he comes, he's innocent, a 17-year-old boy, and he comes, and he comes, and now therefore, and uh, verse 20, and let us slay him and cast him into some pit, and we will say some evil beast hath devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. Of course, Reuben, he tries to get him out and says, hey, don't slay our brethren. And man, they put him in the pit. And can you imagine as he's in the pit, they're eating the bread, uh, they're eating their lunch, and they're contemplating of what they're going to do. And he can hear them the whole time. Uh, The pit is without water. And can you imagine him? Hey, boys, why don't y'all let me out? What are y'all doing? I'm your brother. But they was laughing. They hated him. I don't know if they casted rocks down in there, but Joseph, he he was sold. They saw a caravan coming through of Ishmaelites, and they sold him for 20 pieces of silver. They sold their own brother into slavery because they hated him that bad. Joseph, he could have thrown the towel. He could have said, hey, uh, I thought, man, God gave me these dreams. Uh, I thought, man, everything was good. My family loved me. But yet nobody loved him. Only his father and his God. He was sold to the Ishmaelites. Yeah, Joseph, where are you at? He's being dragged to now to Egypt. And you know... Uh, we find that so many people throughout history has gave up. Through their lives, they've had their little hard knocks, they've had their injustices. But you see, Joseph was a little different. Joseph did have his hard knocks. Joseph had his injustices in his life. But Joseph, uh, he walked with God in his integrity. He kept on walking with God and uh, he kept being honest with his God. And you think about this. You know, integrity is so important in the Christian life. Being truthful, being righteous, just doing what is right. No matter uh, doing right, no matter if the stars fall, we ought to do right. Joseph, he's hated by his brothers, sold into slavery. But notice in Genesis chapter 39 and verses number 1. God's still blessing Joseph. And Joseph was brought down in verse number 1 to Egypt and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites which had brought him down thither. And the Lord was with who? Joseph. Notice this. I love this. And he was a what? Prosperous man. The guy that was sold into slavery. The guy that was hated by his brethren. The guy that ripped his coat up and put it in goat's blood. And they sent it back to his father and said a wild beast ate him. I'm telling you, God was still with this guy. Because he was still with God. Notice this. Notice here. And the Lord was with Joseph. And verse number 3, And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him, and he made him overseer of over his house. And all that he had, he put it into his 
hand. Joseph was blessed by God. In the midst of the persecution, in the midst of the hard knocks, God was still with this young man. God was still with him. And uh, we see here that God's blessed him in Potiphar's house. But we see again in uh, chapter 39 and verses number 10. And it came to pass as she spake to Joseph day by day. That he hearkened not unto her to lie by her or to be with her. And it came to pass about this time that Joseph went to the house to do his business. And there was none of the men of the house there within. And she caught him by his garment saying, lie with me. And he lie his, uh, left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. And it came to pass when she saw that uh, he had left his garment in her hand that, uh, and was fled forth. Joseph, he was over all of Potiphar's house. He had everything in his hand except one thing and that was his wife. And Joseph was an honorable man. And Potiphar's wife knew that. And when he was going in, doing his business, uh, uh, taking care of the farm, whatever you want to say, taking care of the work that he was supposed to do, she made sure at at, at particular times she would try to probably get Joseph day by day, the Bible says. And she finally caught him. When you least expect it, the devil, he will show up. Believe me, do not think that you're more stronger than the devil. You've got to have God's power on your life. He left He left his coat right in her hand and he went off, uh, uh, off running. And you would think, well, Joseph, did you run very far? No, he was bold as a lion. He hadn't done anything, did he? But Pot- uh, Potiphar came and got him and he went down into prison. I'm so thankful when I came to this church, it... Uh, uh, and I'll ask him right now, but who's, uh, I've noticed that you always put two people in every classroom. Uh, how come you do that? To protect their testimony and to protect them from accusation and to protect them from temptation. That is very smart. You will notice every class here has two, uh, as far as I know, every class has got two workers in it. And I'm very thankful for that. And that's very wise. You know, Joseph, there's always a woman. It could be a man also. But there's always the devil does these things. And he will get us when we least expect it. And I'm so thankful we have a church. We uh, Here we make sure, as Brother Hoots already says, protect each everybody. I had a call the other day from a, a church uh, here in Texas. And, and uh, a little girl... Well, she was a teenage girl. She went up and hugged uh, a, a deacon in the church. And if I name the church, you all know it. Well, already the mom called because he hugged her back. And uh, they had it, uh, praise the Lord, they had it on camera. But they was already trying to get money from the church, trying to sue the church. But all because that old pastor, he uh, hugged that girl and praise the Lord for cameras, but they was already, uh, they called her in, her mom in, and they said, hey, uh, we want you to uh, tell us what's going on, and she was spilling everything. They went ahead and showed her the video, uh, and they went ahead, now, did this really happen? They asked the girl, and praise the Lord, the girl said, no, it really, I made it up. I'm going to tell you something, we live in a wicked world. We do, guys. 
We live in a wicked world. And what Joseph's going through is, is something that we could go through if we're not careful. I'm telling you, uh, the devil, he is lying in wait. And it, it's very easy for us as children of God, if we're not walking with God in honesty and in a sincerity, if we're not what we need to be, being a Christian's not enough. Being Reading your Bible is not enough. You've got to make sure you have a walk with God. I'm going to tell you guys, I've told you before, and you all kind of know my story. I should be in the muck and the mire right now. But I'm going to tell you something. God's hand has lifted me up. He has kept me afloat. And all I can tell you is, I hope and pray that it's something about me loving Him back. He, I should already have drowned. I, my family should have drowned. But I'm going to tell you something. God has held me up. Uh, and, I, and when the world said, hey, go ahead and throw him away. Go ahead and throw Jake Tucker away. Get rid of him. I'm so thankful that there was a walk with God and God had more power than what people do. You know, uh, Potiphar's wife, she falsely accused him. And now he's cast into prison. Now Joseph, he's going to prison. He just... He was just hated by his brother and now he's going to prison. And now we see that he's in prison. But wait a minute. Is God there? Yeah, he's there. I want you to see in verse 21. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Can you imagine going down into prison and, uh, yeah, he could have threw in the towel. Yeah, he could have just, man, I hate this world. I hate God. But I'm going to tell you something. God was still with him. It's amazing. If each and every one could testify tonight, I'd say you guys have a story to tell. I'd say your lives, y'all you had your, uh, it's been like a roller coaster, like most people's lives. You've had your mountaintops. How many of y'all have had mountaintop experiences? Yeah. All right. How many times, how many of you guys have battled experiences? Oh, yeah. But those battles, I have found out. And i got to be very careful here. I'll let Pastor fix anything I say here. <sighs> valley are not, is not always the funnest place to be. The valleys are not. I hate to say it, I've learned more in the valleys than I ever did on the mountaintops. And I'm thankful for the mountaintops. And I hope I get a mountaintop here, okay? But a lot of times I have learned in the valleys. The valleys has humbled me. The valleys have cast out all the pride in me. When we know who we really are, we're nothing. The valleys is what makes us. And to be honest with you, when you look at the life of Joseph, the valleys is what made him. I'd say a lot of you men that are older, what has made you into awesome men like you are tonight is because there's probably been some great valleys that you all have been through. Been some valleys, deep valleys that you all have had to go through that we all do. And the Lord, when we get through them, when we hurt the worst and the most, and when the darkest, and my wife, she always makes fun of me because I'm, I'm a little bit scared of the dark. I really am. And I, I love the shades. 
on all my women's at night. And I don't like anybody looking in. I'm not scared of somebody busting through the door. What I'm scared about is when somebody's just looking through the window like that. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I don't know, it comes a feeling, oh, I have shades, I have to make sure they're shaded. And then if somebody hears something, I tell my wife, grab the gun, go check it out. <laughs> tell me if somebody's coming in there. But you know, we go through the darkest some of the darkest hours in our life, but we learn. We learn like Joseph. Something I never can understand is the butler and the baker, they come into the prison and Joseph, he comes to them and he says, why is your all's countenance is so sad? And I'm thinking in my mind, I'm sitting there in the prison with them and I'm thinking, because that's how I read the Bible is I'm right there in the picture when David, he slung the rock and hit the giant. I'm right there, you know. I'm right there with him, man. He ain't so big. And, you know, I, I think about that. I think about why he asked that question. Man, they're in prison. Shouldn't they be sad? But no, Joseph, he had a good countenance. How come? Because he knew his God who was with him. You see, his devotion life never changed. He still walked in his integrity. He still walked honestly before his God. But notice uh, the butler and the baker, real quickly, they uh, told him their uh, their stories, and he, he said, hey, this is what's going to happen. The butler, you're going to uh, get out of the prison in three days. The baker, what's going to happen to you? You're going to hang by the neck, and the birds are going to eat your head off. Oh, you know, you think about that. And But the, those dreams came true. But the Bible says this in verse uh, chapter 41 and verse number 1. Uh, verse uh, uh, Chapter 40, verse 23. Yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph, but forgot him. How could you forget somebody like that? In the next verse, in chapter 41, verse 1. And it came to pass at the end of two full years. That Pharaoh dreamed, and behold, he stood by the river. It took, it was two years after that anything, he was stuck in that prison another two years. Joseph's life, it seems like it, it, he goes down, but we see that God blesses him. He goes down again, but God is still blessing him. He goes down again, but God, He's still there. And that gives me a promise. I'm telling you, God said, I will never leave thee, nor what? Do you all believe that? And I do. I do. One thing that's helped me out more than anything, Texas. You all want to know? I know it's a shame. I know it's a shame. I'm 40 year old. 41. Um, 41. God sent one of the reasons God sent me to Texas is for me to stand in my own two shoes and to walk before Him with no distractions, knowing that my family could lift me up if I fail, knowing that some uh, maybe the churches I knew in Kentucky if I fail. I had fa- I don't have no family in Texas, not one. It has helped me become a man. <clears throat> rely nothing but God and yes shame on me yes it's shame on me I should have been there 20 years ago but I'm so thankful that God 
He's let me walk as a man. Let me be able to make the decisions. If my dryer blew up in Kentucky, hey, if I didn't have the money, my dad would always help me. But now, it's just me and God and Tracy. Uh, Tracy knows how to can. <laughs> she knows how to can. She cuts all of her hair. She has in the last, I guess, 15 years. All We all line up, and she's our barber. She's their teacher. She's their uh, uh, mom. She's the cook. She's the cleaner. She's, she's everything. It's made us both what we need to be for God. And you know what, Joseph? You say, well, he didn't have much. He had God. And tonight, you know what? We have God here. It blessed my heart to hear those kids just screaming in there. God's in this place. Don't you all see it? God's in this place. And I would rather have Him than the riches of this world. To all the things that's going on, I would rather have God. Joseph says at the end of his life, and I'm through, I want you to turn with me to chapter number 45. And I'm, I'm going to say this statement, and I'm going to turn it over. Chapter 45. Actually, chapter 50, sorry. Chapter 50. 50. 50. Um, his brothers met him. He cried. He didn't do any vengeance on his brethren. But he told them this. He says, But as for you, you thought evil against me. I love this statement. But God meant it unto good. To bring to pass as it is this day to save this uh, much people alive. God wants to use you tonight. God wants to bless you and your family. He has passed for us to go through. Was that the plan for Joseph? That was God's plan for Joseph. He could have got bitter, but he didn't. He kept on serving God. And that's what we got to keep doing at this church. Hey, you tackle lives hard. Man, we go to the hospitals. We get sick. We have problems. We go through things. But the main thing we cannot leave behind is our walk with God and our integrity with Him. Let's be faithful to God because He is very faithful to us. Can I hear amen?